0: It is time for another extra bases with Bristol and Booth. Jason Bristol on one side, Jeremy Booth on the other. Jeremy doing what he always does, checking his phone. Any good, any hot tips coming in, Jeremy?
1: Yeah, we got uh got a lot of stuff selected for the upcoming Future Star Series events and working on that. I got some uh some growth getting ready to happen here on the digital side. We've got um yeah, I mean I've got a Caribbean Classic I'm picking a team for. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's lots of stuff going on. Caribbean Classic. Mm-hmm.
0: So can you give us a little more information about that? I obviously it's is it just teams from the Caribbean or select group of players from the Caribbean against another team from the Caribbean?
1: So we've got some players in the Dominican, we've got 40-something players selected to that. We've got some players in Mexico we're getting ready to go see. There'll be 25 or so of them. We have some players from other Caribbean countries, which will make up a third team. Uh, and then we have a play, team of U.S.-born players and maybe Canadian-born players as well that I may put on that. We'll call it a draft team, right? Um, that's for the U.S. draft and because there is no other draft um, at this point. So we'll, we'll do that, and we'll go from there with it. But it's going to be a lot of fun. And right now it's set for, I believe, Cancun, I believe. Could be, could be Playa del Carmen, could be Cabo. None of those places are bad. Like, zero of those places are bad, but it's uh, set for Mexico, um, you know, and I'm just happy to be here. Hope I can help the ball club. Good Lord willing, things will work out.
0: Take it one day at a time, all that stuff. Um, so where, where in – is it all at one stadium or a complex?
1: It'll be at one stadium. There's only four teams in it, so it'll be a round-robin tournament, and we'll play, uh, I think, three games per team and have a champion.
0: And how many scouts do you expect to be there? For
1: that, I don't know, a couple hundred. You know, I mean, it's going to be a good event. So when is uh, it? It'll be October 13 to 16. I think that's it. Yeah. 13 to 16. So should be a good event. Have a good time with it. Um, I will be at that. I know it's going to be during our, um, you know, postseason run. There's two events that I'm going to have to do in October this year to kind of, you know, work in and out. But I will be there with you every step of the way that I can. You know, I, you know, the World Series and the playoffs is what we do. It's just We only the-
0: do the big events.
1: It's it. big events or bust.
0: Trade deadline, playoffs, world series, draft.
1: All-star game. All-star
0: game. All-star game.
1: All-star game. Yeah. Futures game, all-star game. Any of the any of the uh the big collections of things where you know people like us should be.
0: The trade deadline having just passed, you were very pleased with what the Houston Astros have done. We'll get to them in a minute. Obviously, the big deal is the Padres getting both Josh Bell and Juan Soto. When you look at that deal and the number of players involved, how many usable, I don't want to say usable, how many full-time major league players will the Nationals end up with eventually out of that deal?
1: I think all of them. I mean, I think that's, a really, that's a, one of the biggest hauls of all time. Like that's a really good trade. Now that said, You know, Juan Soto is one of the best players of of this era, and and has a chance to be one of the Hall of Famer, right? And so, um, with Josh Bell being an All Star, Soto being an All Star, you gave up two All Stars to get those type of players back. Whether or not, um, whether or not those players arrive for any length of time, you know, we'll see. I think Abrams got a chance to be a pretty good player. Gore obviously was on a pretty good track before he got hurt. Um, You know, there's some guys in there that that I think have a chance to have some impact. But I, I also know the nationals are up for sale, right? That there is um, having less payroll on the books and some prospects to grow with is always more attractive because it shows profit margin, uh, you know, and, and Mike Rizzo and company have some stuff they have to to figure out once that happens. So it was a smart trade for the nationals, knowing they couldn't resign Juan Soto to their credit. They tried everything they could to resign Juan Soto. I mean, 15 years and 440 million, that's not exactly, not an effort. You know, that's a pretty good effort. So, um, however, that contract was structured, you know, was, I believe a lot of it was deferred, but that has to do with some of the way they've done deals in the past, as well as ownership, you know, changing, right? And ownership doesn't want to be saddled with that type of present day uh, uh, contract. So, uh, I, I think the Nationals did a good job. I think the Padres did a good job. You know, interestingly, with San Diego, Jason, um, every player in their starting lineup now has been acquired via trade. Right. And I think, well, and well, because Hosmer went back. Right. So free agent signing or trade and their, their rotation uh, start, you know, trades are same thing, you know, so well, Hosmer is not there anymore. Right. So he went back to, to Boston is what I'm saying, yes. but, not, but every single player free agent trade, none of the players in the big league level were developed within the system. So here's the, here's the model that finally, these guys have revealed themselves to have. And, and if you're paying attention, you knew this before draft big tools, Right. Big tools, things that people are going to see sexy, find some instincts, get some guys with big arms and some fuel to spin it and athleticism and power, and then trade them to teams that have big league superstars to unload and then try to win the World Series. Now, that's not a bad plan. Hasn't worked for San Diego, but it's not a bad plan. At this point, um, the, as, I, as I posted on Twitter, the excuses have officially left the building. You can't have this type of club for San Diego and not make some noise. Certainly running up at LA and San Francisco in your own division. Uh, If I'm Colorado, I probably threw something out the window in a a mountain somewhere because, you know, I've got all these other teams that are now loaded up and I'm not that, right. You know, so um, it's a, it's, it's a, it's an interest in Arizona, by the way, who's, who's doing it the other way, reloading through the draft and getting some talent at lower levels and letting them grow together. Um, No excuses. Nationals are on the right track for what the ownership uh, change is going to have. And uh, for a deadline, it was pretty good for both sides. Petco Park is known as a
0: pitcher's ballpark. Juan Soto being a generational talent, will it matter? Or will you just point and say, well, it hasn't bothered Fernando Tatis. It hasn't really bothered bothered Manny Machado.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only stadium, you know, the only park that will hold, you know, Juan Soto is Yellowstone. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's not like he has – he's going to hit. He's going to drive the baseball. So, you know, the Padres the Padres upgraded. I mean, that's just what they did. But, you know, now it's time to win, right? And there's a lot of money on the books here. And not that Soto's that expensive, but collectively, there's a lot of money. And keeping this group together going forward is going to be next to impossible, if not impossible. So, they need to win while they have this window and then find other ways to retool because if you look at what they've done with their drafting, and they've done a really good job, as I just said – And you look at what they've traded, this is very reminiscent of Bobby Heck and the Houston Astros and, frankly, good teams and how they do things, drafting into the system and either trading away for pieces or developing their own guys to get to the big leagues. When all those guys graduate, it's hard to keep replenishing every year, right? Um, And that's where they are. By the way, special assistant to the general manager uh, uh, of A.J. Preller is one David Lamar Post. Now, I don't know if Lamar is his middle name. Sounds good. But David Post was a national cross-checker here in Houston for Bobby and then, of course, for 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 Mike, Mike the Oriole Elias, right? So we're in, we have this going on uh, where there's a common theme here. Draft well, develop well, and see what we do as, as far as winning at the big league level. Why did you pick Lamar? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Came up. It just came up. David, David Lamar Post. Is that his name? I don't know. No.
0: I actually have it. I'm looking at it right here.
1: Let's post his middle name.
0: (laughs) I'm going to give you two other chances to get it because Lamar, actually Lamar, as far as the first letter of that middle name that you somehow picked out of the air is, is, is in the neighborhood of what is in the neighborhood, neighborhood. but I'll give you two more choices.
1: I'm going to say Michael. No. Uh,
0: Well, I gotta make sure I have the right Dave Post. Did, did this David this is not this is David Post who played professionally in the yeah, expos? Uh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh
1: uh Edward. George. George, David George Post. Now, David I only,
0: George Post.
1: Yeah, you know,
0: David uh, David, when you when, when you hear this, shout out Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. You and I, we got that. <laughs> we, I, I spent a few more years in Harrisburg than you did, although. You spent, and I'm sure you'll laugh at this, one, you were there parts of three seasons. I was there for 11. That's, but, your three, but David's three seasons might have felt like 11 when he yeah, was a player. I, I,
1: I think you win. I think you win. He was there in 1997,
0: 1998, and 1999. I was there from 2005 to 2016. We both experienced Riverside Stadium. Which is not the name of it anymore, but is it still there? Yes, has a new new name. It was upgraded a few years ago. Uh, they renovated it. It is uh, also one of the, if not the only, baseball stadium in the U.S. on an island.
1: So when you're in Harrisburg, you can literally say, "Yeah, you're on." <laughs> You can pull that off.
0: Well. um, Yeah, so it's on an island. It's in the middle of the Susquehanna River. It's actually called City Island, and it connects the east shore of Harrisburg and the west
1: shore of Harrisburg. It's fitting. That's fitting. For a scout, that's fitting. You're on an island. You're on an island, Lamar. (laughs) Okay. All right. David
0: Lamar Post. Lamar Post. That's right. All right. Does San Diego have enough pitching? Um, guess we'll find out.
1: I think they got enough. I I think they're going to slug their way into whatever they're going to do. Now, if these guys don't stay healthy, we have a bigger issue, right? Then it doesn't matter. Um, but they've got everything they need to win a world series now. And, And I know that they're, that's what their goal is. Otherwise they're not doing this. They're not doing this, these trades just to stand by and, you know, come in second right. Or third, they're, they're doing this to win the ring. So uh you gotta get, look, you gotta give people credit who go all in to win a ring. And every team is different. Um, you know, AJ Preller, you know, what's the old al- uh, analogy playing poker? He pushed his chips all the way in. Well, I mean, he didn't just push his chips in. he threw every chip on the, in the West coast on top of this thing, you know, I mean, He he's wouldn't some chips and, 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 and lent, lent some other chips back and called in some favors and threw that on top, you know? So, um, you know, good for them for making a run. Good for people in San Diego who deserve it. Have the, have the Padres ever won a World Series? I don't think they have, right? Never won a World Series. And, um, you know, growing up in Los Angeles, you know, you didn't think much of the San Diego Padres because you had the Dodgers and you had the Angels who – well, you had the Dodgers at the time. And so, you know, you didn't think much about it. But at the same time, you know, people in San Diego are great. It's a great city. It's a great area. Um, you know, they, they deserve it. You know, they deserve it. And it's good to see the, the front office taking those steps.
0: San Diego World Series 1984 against that juggernaut, the Detroit Tigers, that that team just, just ripped through everyone. Yeah,
1: and then, then I think in
0: 96, right? 96, they played the Yankees, I believe.
1: 98. Yeah. It was 98. 98. It was 98. 98. 98. Yeah.
0: 98. Yep. 98. Hey, how about this? What? Sorry. <laughs> Gun show. How about this? A Houston San Diego World Series.
1: That would be good. That would be good. Um, I would not hate traveling to San Diego for those days. No events during the World Series. I promise you that I'll, I'll be there. Um, you know, I, we got we got a reputation uphold with Rajay. You know, so um, no, that'd be good. I mean, I, I think it's I think it's possible. I think the 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 West is the Astros to win. I think we can all agree on that. Um, you know, what happens after that is is not. Uh, is anybody's guess, but the the Astros have positioned themselves to certainly continue what they're doing in the West and and win that easily.
0: You gave the Astros an A on KHOU 11 News. You gave them an A for what they did at the deadline. Uh, I know a lot of Astros fans are a little bit disappointed that they did not address center field. You're shaking your head. Why should they not be disappointed when you look at what Jake Myers has done with the bat, which is not much. A Mauricio Duban is a 240 hitter, although does have some speed and can play some defense. And, uh, you know, it's a team that that really has there's been a hole in, in center field in the lineup.
1: You can't address everything at one time with what they have. I mean, if you want to address center field, then you just keep Siri. You just keep Jose Siri. It does. You know, you had to move him. To, to get part to get the rest of the deal done, the three-way trade, right? Well, um, Siri had played his way
0: out of center field under, because understood. he wasn't hitting either.
1: But the argument could be made that the two guys they kept have done the same thing, which is why you're trying to upgrade center field, right? So in a position like that, when you don't have anybody hitting, you still want to go for upside and impact. Carlos Gomez, for a long time, was a center fielder that could play defense and was a light bat at the big league level. And the next thing you knew one day, it wasn't overnight, man, it took a while, but all of a sudden he started hitting. He didn't stop for the rest of his career, right. Until it was over. So, um, you know, you have to be, you have to remember that these guys sometimes can take a little while to turn turn the light on. And if he's going to give you 70 or top of the scale defense, but it's a 30 bat or bottom of the scale offense, or if somebody's going to give you 40 defense in center field, slightly below average, and 60 bat, you have to decide which one you want. Those guys don't really exist much, and I think James Click did what he needed to do. He needed a lefty in the bullpen. He got one. Has Will Smith had a great year? No, but he went and got a a veteran lefty who understood what he was doing and knows how to pitch. If they faced last year, they didn't like facing at all, and relievers are volatile, so you don't know that what he was doing in Atlanta this year is going to carry over here. It could go the other way. They went and got Christian Vasquez. We know that needed upgrading. They had to upgrade in the middle of the diamond. Right. And so they went behind the plate um, and they got somebody at first base who as much as this fan base and rightfully so loves Yuli Gurriel, who was one of the best players in the world, if not the best player in the world at one point in time, he is not that guy today. And last year was more of a, we um, can in, in statistical world performing above the mean, right. As, as rather than it was a reflection of where he really is at 39 years old. So, um, they were, had to upgrade with Trey Mancini and they did it with what they had off the roster, which wasn't a lot. They did not give away a lot to get back what they got. Yes. There's players in the system, but big league players to win a world series over prospects any day of the week. A la San Diego Padres. We just talked about it. Right. So I think that's why I gave James click an A because he had to go do Uh, Some things for the roster. They had a good deadline. They'll see where it goes from here. He didn't need to overhaul anything. He didn't make some gigantic splash. He needed to fortify what he had with guys that could fit in the clubhouse and add add in complementary ways that he didn't already have going right now.
0: Which was a bigger surprise for you? Was it Josh Hader being moved? Or, well, the fact that Padres and Brewers swapped relievers and then – you have what happened in Chicago where Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ are still members of the Chicago Cubs, which is a bigger surprise to you. Well, I don't, I don't understand
1: what the Cubs are doing. Like on any planet, I don't understand what the Cubs are doing. And, um, I mean, the kid they took at seven out of Oklahoma, and I'm not putting him down. He's a two-way guy. I have, to, I have to say that because what I'm saying when, I, when, when I'm going to go where I'm going is that two-way guy that had a really good month and performed. And maybe he has a big arm. Maybe he's got big stuff. But seven? Like, do we usually have to have a little more history and tracker before you take somebody at seven? Then you turn around and hold on to a couple of guys you could have got some value for. Which direction are you going? Are you that much smarter than everybody else? Is that the deal? Do you know a lot more and and, and so the players that you're getting back aren't for value? Or how about the fact that it's time to retool your system? Because you haven't done a good job. You haven't done a good job internationally as a whole. You haven't done a good job domestically as a whole. You haven't done a good job in player development right? Nuggets here and there, but really, honestly, your systems are broken. So retool with what you're doing. So the Cubs keeping them is right on par. That's right on par with what should with what they're doing. Um, whether or not that was the right move, look, I'm not in their clubhouse and I respect everybody who, who sits in the chair, even if I don't like them personally. I respect those guys who sit in the chair and they have to do it. And I will say to you that they have every right to run their organization the way they want. That said, I don't get that. I don't get that for the kids or for the players, and I don't get that for, for, for the organization as a whole. Um, as far as Josh Hader, Hader really hurt himself by saying he only wanted to pitch one inning. And so when you pitch only want to pitch one inning, you don't have any versatility, and you're limiting what you can do. When they have Devin Williams behind them, Hader becomes expendable. Even as nasty as he can be, he limits his value by doing that. So San Diego has a niche. They have a role. They have a, system, a staff that's built around that to support it. I don't. It doesn't surprise me at all that they they made some trades there either. And 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 while we're on that topic, I don't know who likes making trades more, Jerry Depoto or AJ Preller. I mean, it's it, it's 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 a revolving door, right? What's that old uh, What's that GIF with uh, uh, the uh, the grandfather Simpson where he walks in the bar, turns right back around, and walk back out? That's what it's like to be a Mariner or a Padre. And ironically, they share a complex. In Peoria, Arizona, one on one side, one on the other. So I'm curious how that works they just keep going back and forth or not.
0: Well, it's interesting you bring up the Cubs in their draft. I'm looking here. Cade Horton was the player you were speaking of, the one from Oklahoma. They signed him for about $1.3 million under slot. Now they took the rest of that money and then gave it to their second round, their second pick, Jackson Ferris. They signed him reportedly for more than $3 million when the pick value was $1.6 million. So by coming in under slot on the top pick, they were able to work a few other signings. Um, apparently, Ferris was Chicago's number one target in that in that second round, according to their vice president of scouting, which I'm reading here on, on MLB.com.
1: Take him at seven. Now, I'm not doubting the strategy, but what I'm saying is that there's other players you could have had at seven for similar money besides that guy right? And it's nothing against the kid. I'm not putting the kid down. He's the seventh pick in the country. He's got a chance to be a big leaguer and he got paid and he's got electric stuff and good for him. But one month, that's tough, man. You have Brooks Lee, you have Cam Collier, all kinds of guys sitting on the board looking at you in the face that are generational type bats. And both those guys, if you're comfortable saying, are generational bats. I think that's one you look back on um, in a few years and you know that I'll be here with you going ahead, looking back on it, Uh, Just like we look back at Noah Naylor, you know, versus, uh, you know, the Bratwurst. You know what I mean? We look at both of them and see what's what's up. And, Jeremy, 30 seconds,
0: what did Vince Scully mean to you growing up in L.A.?
1: Uh, I can sum it up this way. I remember being about eight years old and laying down or sitting with my dad um, in the den, and he said, hey, man, lay back and close your eyes and listen to Vince Scully. He said, you can listen to him, and you can see every play and every pitch and every player, and he just paints the picture for you. You don't have to watch the game. And he and he did. Vin Scully uh, raised us on the baseball field, basically. You know, not just across the country, but in Southern California. He's synonymous with LA. Uh, very fortunate, and it's a time marker. It's a time marker in baseball for all of us, I think. And uh, you know, he meant the world to the city I grew up in, and, and obviously to the games all. For
0: me, it was that Saturday game of the week on NBC. All righty, Vin Scully, baseball will miss you. For Jeremy, I'm Jason. Of course, you've been listening to another Extra Bases with Bristol and Booth, and by golly gee whiz, this is weekly again, Jeremy. We're back.